，今天呢来啊结束，那呢信息就是这个系列，父子父子父子，称不称这个系列的信息 ？Today we will continue with a series on intimacy with the Father。今天罗咩这个 message， 我哋冇事，就做一个健康好嘅老伯。Today the message will be、uh, how we can be a healthy good father。我只班我教我我我教我嘅教会同工，包括我嘅教会 elder 及教会团队讲一句话。I told the church elders, deacons, and my son。我讲 CBCB 嘅教会永远唔会做咗一间完整嘅教会。I said that CBCB will definitely never become a perfect church。因为咱阿是甲其他人早发现 CBCB 有问题。Because we and the other people will someday realize that there is a problem。有无好嘅所在，有无够嘅所在。There is a shortcoming or there is a lack。因为原因真简单。Because the reason is very simple。因为那个领袖唔是完全嘅人。Because our leaders are not perfect。那个 members 唔是完全嘅人。And our members are likewise not perfect。所以教会无可能做到一个完全嘅教会。And so the church cannot be a perfect church。但是。But CBCB 需要找到一间健康的教会。CBCB has to be a healthy church。那你目标找到一间哪哪哪健康训练门徒的教会。And our goal is to become a healthier church that trains disciples。上款。Similarly， 无一个老伯是完全的老伯。There is no father who is perfect。因为这个世界无一个完全的人。Because in this world there is no perfect man。但是那有他找到一个健康好的老伯。But then we can become a healthy good father。But how? But how? 我第一张答案系就系啊。I would like to share with you the answers first. 真简单。It's very simple. 第一 ，first， 你需要承认你唔是一个好嘅老爸。You have to first admit that we are not a good father. 真难搞，系咪先 ？It's very difficult, isn't it? 第二 ，second， 你需要靠到上帝稳定做一个好嘅老爸。You have to rely on the grace of God to be a good father. 其实就是很简单。And that is simple. Let me explain. Let me explain. 头像。We must first admit that we are not a good father. If you look at Matthew chapter seven verses nine to eleven, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The Lord Jesus was not polite. He said that you, as fathers, although you are not good, in the original text it says that you are evil. And for people who think that they are good fathers, this is a shameful thing. 小嘅老伯 ，We do our best to take care of our children and our families, and then the Lord Jesus says that we are evil. 圣经是不是讲唔对咧 ？Isn't it mentioned wrongly in the Bible? 圣经从来冇唔对 ，and there is nothing wrong ever since in the Bible. 为什么耶稣讲咱做老伯是小恶嘅咧 ？Why is it that the Lord Jesus said that we as fathers are evil? 你讲希伯来书第十二章第十节 ，If you look at Hebrews chapter twelve verse ten， 你讲咱生生嘅老伯就是咱啊做老伯，是暂时除家嘅意思管教紧啊。为到万能嘅老爸，管到咱嘅顺事，为到咱嘅好处，好咱嘅一个性格嘅顶面有份。They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness。咱嘅老爸唔是要害咱 
if our fathers are not there to harm us, all they want is to discipline us according to their experiences and their knowledge. And they feel that this is the best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the nature of man is corrupt. And all of us are selfish. Oftentimes, what we think is good are not actually good. And we uh, give the good things to our children. But in reality, it turns out to be not good. And so the Lord Jesus said that although you are evil, but our God, the God of all spirits, is not like this. He disciplines us according to the truth. And his objective is only one. It is for every one of us to have a share in his holiness. So, so that all of us will gain spiritual benefits. And you, the Bible so long, oh, you have read the Bible for so long. I would like to ask you a question. Have you ever found a good father in the Bible? I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you that in the entire Bible, there is no good father. There are great characters in the Bible, but they turn out to be not good fathers. And this good father, uh, were rebuked by God. Why is that? Because we give what we think is good to our children. And in God's sight, these are not good. And so we have to first admit one thing that we are not good fathers. If you feel that you are already good, you, need, you will no longer improve. And if you look at the Bible, there are five fathers. There are five good fathers. How is it that they were condemned by God? First was Isaac. When Abraham was 100 years old, he begot Isaac. Isaac was a very obedient child. If you look at the Bible, Isaac never committed a great mistake. And in his life, it was really smooth. When Isaac twin. was 60 years old, he begot a twin. And uh, there was Esau and there was Jacob. Isaac really revered God. But Isaac was not a good father. Because he committed a mistake that parents commit. And that is what we call favoritism. If we look at Genesis chapter 25, verses 27 to 28, the boys grew up and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for a wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. If you look at this Bible verse, you will see that the father loved one child and the mother loved the other child. And Isaac loved Esau. It is because he often ate of his game. 
Children can accept if their parents are poor and uh, they don't have money. And because of this, they cannot buy so many things for me. If people, other people have iPhone, I do not have iPhone. But then he knows that his father does not have enough money. He will not grumble. But children cannot accept one thing when, par- uh, when children see that their parents have favoritism. It is a great harm uh, caused in the side of, on the side of the children if parents have favoritism. And people say, If you look at your ten fingers, there are long fingers, there are short fingers. And it is impossible for everyone to be the same. There is nothing wrong with this. But then as parents, we cannot have much favoritism towards our children. If one child has it, everyone should receive it as well. If that child does not receive it, then everyone should not have it either. And it cannot be that only one has and the others do not have. And this is favoritism. If every one of them have it, and you add a little to this person, then that is favoritism. That's fine. That's fine. But it shouldn't be too much, uh, it shouldn't be too obvious. And the failure of Isaac was that he was not an ideal father because he had favoritism. And second, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Jacob had 12 sons. And he, his name was changed to Israel. Israel means the Prince of God. The spirituality of Jacob in his later years was really good. And how is it that we know this? Because he faced Pharaoh, the person who was in command for two times. And every time, he blessed him. And this is not a simple matter. Because in the Bible it says that the lesser is blessed by the better. And so Jacob, uh, according to his status as the prince of uh, God, he blessed the prince or the king of the world. But then, all of his 12 sons were wicked except for Joseph. And Reuben was the eldest son. Uh, He had sexual immorality with his stepmother. And the second son was Simeon, the third one was Levi. And they were very ruthless. And they killed all the male people in the land of Shechem. And the next son was Judah. He was looking for a prostitute. And ended up uh, looking for or finding his own daughter-in-law. And it was a very chaotic life. And the other children are also not good material. They united together and plotted to sell Joseph as a slave to Egypt. 
And what was the problem with the father uh, Jacob? His spirituality was good. Why? But why? He committed the same mistake as his father, favoritism. If you look at Genesis 37 verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. All of his children wore ordinary clothes. And only Joseph had a very beautiful robe. And no wonder his brothers envied him. But Jacob had another bigger problem. He was oftentimes absent from his home. Because absent, because the absent father. He was an absentee father. And this is a topic that the world talks about today. The fathers are oftentimes absent in their homes. And Jacob was a really good breadwinner. If you look at the Bible, Jacob was very industrious. If you look at Genesis chapter 30, verse 16, he came out of the field in the evening. And what is the meaning of this? It means that he worked from morning till night. And he was a very industrious person. In Genesis chapter 31, you will see that he was conversing with Laban. You look at this, how he mentioned it. I have been with you for 20 years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime and the cold at night and sleep fled from my eyes. And this was the life of Jacob. He was talking to He said that for 20 years, I served you from morning till night and sleep fled from my eyes. And so this Bible verse allows us to see that Jacob was a really good shepherd. But then it was very apparent that his, the time that he spent at home was very few. Because a person only has 24 hours and you cannot have longer than 24 hours. And so um, the responsibility of taking care of the children he entrusted to his wife. How many wives did Jacob have? Four wives. And no wonder, in, in their home, it was divided into four factions. And how is it possible that there won't be any problem that will arise? The father was, was oftentimes absent from home. In the end, they had money. You will see that all of his children encountered problems. And so absence is actually the second problem. If you look at the third father, it's David. David is a man after God's own heart. 
and you will see that he had a lot of strong points. But you will see that he also had a weak point. He did not know how to take care of his or teach his own children. And we can also say it this way. That David was never a good role model for his children. He loved his children. But he spoiled them. He spoiled them. You will see that uh, David's family was chaotic. If you compare the life of David to the life of Saul, Saul's example was good. Saul's family was good, but David's family was chaotic. And last week we have mentioned about this. That the eldest son of David, Amnon, um, raped his half sister Tamar. And when David knew about this matter, it, this was his response. He was furious. He was furious. And then, nothing happened next. Nothing else happened. And why is it that he did not call Amnon to come? And why is it that he did not beat him? Why is it that he did not cast him away? There should be a penalty or a punishment. But David did not do anything. He was just furious. If you think about it, if you call Amnon, 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 what is it that you have done? It was a very wicked thing, a very filthy thing. And Amnon would respond, would respond, Father, Father, I learned this from you. Isn't it that you are as such? Isn't it that you did the same thing to Bathsheba? And it's just like father, like son. And he will be speechless. David And David had this big problem. In his life, he was not a good role model to his children. And so he cannot rebuke his children because when he rebukes them, he will be rebuked. And in the end, he did not want to do anything. The brother of, uh, the brother of Tamar, Absalom, if he said as, that as a father you did not want to deal with it, I will deal with it myself. And so he used a very crafty method to kill Amnon. And it was the same. And when David heard that Amnon was murdered by Absalom, he was also furious. After getting angry, he did nothing. Why is it that he did not call Absalom? It was the same reason. When Absalom comes, why is it that you killed your brother? How crafty are you? And he will say, Father, I just learned from you. I just learned from you. Didn't you do the same thing to kill Uriah? And it's just like father, like son. And, but wait, but pastor, if we say, if we are not good role models as fathers, then are we not able to teach our children no. anymore? No. 
你若失败， if you fail， 你就叫你见阿公。Then you should tell your children， 爸爸失败了。That I have failed， 爸爸错误做大事。That I have committed the mistake。但是， but， 我用我的手教你，你唔当 learn from my mistake。I would like to teach you to not learn from my mistake。唔对就是唔对。What is wrong is wrong。I'm wrong。I'm wrong. You let your children see that I have failed. I have committed a mistake. I have failed. Repeat the same mistake. Only then will your children not repeat the same mistake. And many times, when we commit mistakes, we dare not admit. And when people do wrong things, then we cannot tell, we cannot rebuke them either. And this is not the method that is spelled out in the Bible. And so may the Lord help us. You are not good. You are evil. And God calls these fathers as not good or as evil because they are not role models. And another good father. This is a good father. And this is a really good father. So it is Saul. Now Saul is a good father. Saul was really a good father. If you look at the relationship of Saul and his son Jonathan, it was really good. This good father, this good son, did it. This father and his son went to battle, and on the same day they were murdered. When David heard that Jonathan and Saul were killed, when David heard that Jonathan and Saul were killed, he wrote a song of lament. 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 He wrote a song Because Saul knew, David, anyone who didn't have power, because David was never a threat to his kingship. You know why he killed David? It was for the sake of Jonathan that he killed David. He asked Jonathan to come and told him, "Jesse, this guy is David." As long as the son of Jesse, who was David, lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. And Saul understood. He understood that. That I am not threatened by David. But then my son's kingship is threatened. After I depart from this world, if David does not. Uh, die, David then David will become king. So he said, "Because of David, and so he murdered David oh. for the sake of his son." And he planned for everything for his son. This is a very good father. But then he committed a really great mistake. And what was that mistake? He taught the wrong values to his children. And I would also like to expound. There is no father who is perfect. But then please do remember. But what you feel is a, a correct value, is a right value, may not necessarily be correct. 
the kingship of Saul was the thing that he valued the most in his entire lifetime. And he was very afraid that people would snatch away his kingship from him. And so he used this, mat, his, this method to resolve it. So that his son will be his successor as king. I would like to ask you a question. What kind of values do you impart to your children? What is important? You ask your children to study. What is the reason behind? And you ask your children to serve a church. What is the reason behind? And you want your children to earn money. And what is the reason behind? You have to impart a very good value system to your children. You should not forget that the Lord Jesus once mentioned that you have to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Have we taught these values to our children? Or have we taught our children to be competitive? And you do not want them to be very crafty like the people in this world. May the Lord help us. You are not good, you are evil. No wonder the Lord Jesus deemed them as not good and as evil. Because oftentimes we impart wrong values to our children. And so may the Lord help us. Back to the Bible. Back to the Bible. How is it that the Bible teaches us? What are the values of the Bible? And another good father is Eli. Eli was a high priest. He was indeed a good father. And he loved his two children. When his two children were still young, they were already in the temple serving the Lord. And in the end, they grew up to become priests. And so the father was a high priest. And the two children were priests. And it was as though like the father was a head pastor and the children were pastors. And it, it, it good that they served the Lord together? But then in the Bible it mentions that these two children were very haphazard and they did not know of God. And they wanted to take the sacrifices of the people. But in the Bible it says, First Samuel 2, 15, 16. First Samuel chapter 2, verses 15 to 16. But even before the fat was burnt, the priest's servant would come and say to the person who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the person said to him, let the fat be burned first, and then take whatever you want, the servant would answer, no, hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. <laughs> they did not want the boiled meat, but they wanted the raw one. And this is not according to the teaching in the Bible. And this is doing things randomly. Imagine there are two uh, priests or pastors in the church who are um, haphazardly doing things. And the head pastor did not say anything. It was because these were his children. And because he did not 
So the sin that was committed by these two children became worse. And then suddenly there was something that happened. They eventually had sexual relationships with the women who were serving at the temple. And it was already grave. And so he asked his two children to come. And he only said, That I have heard all these bad reports from the people. You have to be more careful. And then it ended there. And what kind of father was he? What kind of pastor was he? Imagine there was a preacher who committed sexual immorality. And what is it that they did? You have to ask him to come. And has that person repented and confessed? And you have to stop his work until that person gets restored. But then he did not want to do anything. And then God came. And please do remember. If uh, we see that something was done wrongly, and as a father or as a um, as a pastor, we don't mention it. One day, I would like to guarantee you that God's hands will definitely have to be stretched out. If you do not want to deal with it, then God will deal with it Himself. And so He sent forth a man, and this person mentioned to Eli. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? He said, Why do you honor your son more than me? Why, Why do you honor your sons more than me? God rebuked him. And this is the reason why we are imperfect. It is when we honor our children more than we honor the Lord. As fathers, I believe that you would know at the start of being a father, when you see your children, you feel that they are more precious than God because God is invisible and this is visible. And the moment that you carry them and the moment that you see them, you will feel that they are more precious than God. But then may the Lord help us. Children are gifts given to us by God. And the children are not our idol. And your children should not become your idols in your lives. And what is an idol? Anything that comes before God is an idol. So number one. And God should always be your number one. And it is not your husband or your wife. It is not your wife. It is not your wife nor your husband. And so may the Lord help us. And this is a mistake of a good father. May the Lord help us. And if our children commit mistakes, we have to discipline them and we have to ask God for forgiveness and may the Lord help us. 
if it is clearly wrong, then let us not just say that we know, we know. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. You have to deal with it. May the Lord help us. But then, as parents, we also have to understand one other thing. We have to accept our children unconditionally. No matter what kind of child that person is, you have to accept them. But then, we have to remember that you, should, you need not approve of the things that he does. If you accept them, it does not represent that you approve of them. This person, this person that they are, we accept them unconditionally. But the things that they do, we do not 100% approve of. You have to allow your children to understand this matter. Only then will you be able to discipline them. May the Lord help us. I believe, I know that these are not simple. These five people, the first three were spiritual people. The last two are people or fathers that are good in the sight of men. You are not good. But then, the Lord Jesus referred to all of them as evil or not good. And so may the Lord help us. First, we have to admit that we are not good fathers. But then we thank our God that we can rely on the grace of God to be a good father. I would like to share with you this Bible verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And have you um, paid attention to the three grace of God in this Bible verse? By the grace of God. By the grace of God. His grace to me. His grace to me. By the grace of God again. And in the end, it mentions again the grace of God. This Bible verse is a statement um, mentioned by Paul to the Corinthian church. And during that time, there was a heresy that came to the church of Corinth. They called themselves as super apostles. And they referred to Paul as false apostle. I am a super apostle. And so Paul does not have the authority of an apostle. And so Paul used this Bible verse to respond to the super apostles. He said that by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he mentioned the grace of God three times. And these three mentions of God's grace are like a sandwich. On top and below are the grace of God and then in the middle is the work of man. First, First bread. It is by the grace of God. Paul said that by the grace of God, I am what I am. And how is it that we can become people or fathers who are after God's own heart? It is by the grace of God. In the past four weeks, we have mentioned about being a father with a blueprint. Um, uh, 
father who puts his authority into good use a father with discipline and all these are not by our own effort if without the grace of God I would like to guarantee that we will not be able to do this and many times we, do not, we are not able to understand that we can become a good Christian no, good Christian we think that we can become a good Christian no, it's and you will forever not be able to be a good Christian by your own effort. In Matthew chapters 5 to 7, this is what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, some people say that this is the constitution of the heavenly kingdom. And the, some people say that this is the character of heavenly citizens. And no matter what, I would like to guarantee you that nobody among us will be able to accomplish that. And you should not deceive me. You, will not, you should not say that you are able to do it because you will not be able to do it. When you see people, uh, when you see women, and then inside of your heart you commit sexual immorality, if that is so, then you have to gouge out your eye. I do not know how many among the brothers in our midst would still have eyes. And if your hand sins, you have to cut it off. I do not know how many would still have hands left. Nobody would have it. We will not be able to do it. And you have to love your enemies. And so when someone slaps you on the right, then you have to turn the left also. Then who among you will be able to do it? Inside of your hearts, you should not be sad. And who among you are not sad? And I tell you, the Sermon of the, on the Mount is not for you to accomplish. But the Sermon on the Mount is allow you to understand that you will not be able to do it. But then, we are able to do it. And what, what is Boksu uh, saying? Can we really do it or can we not do it? This is being justified by faith. It is not I who does it. But it is the Lord who accomplishes it it for me. So, and so we Christians, we rely on the grace of God to be Christians. May the Lord help us. And so Paul said, no longer I, but Christ live in me. It is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. And today it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. And so if this is so, then we no longer have to do anything. No. It is not the case. You have to continue to rely on the grace of God to continue on. Because we know that good deeds are not the reason why we are saved. But then good deeds are a result of our salvation. And a person who has the life of God will mature slowly and will uh, start bearing the fruits of life of the Spirit. And this is called the grace of God. I do not have any good thing in me. But today I am who I am. It is by the grace of God. And may the Lord help us. And so when we testify, 
着啦，你主嚟讲。你成功嘅见证，当然无无，我无反对你讲成功嘅见证。I do not、uh, hinder you or stop you from sharing、uh, victorious testimonies。但系你需要记住一样大字。But then you have to add one thing。神啊，帮助你成功。Who helped you to become victorious and successful？ 你是靠到什么嚟力量成功 ？Which、like、guarantee？ 唔是你家嘅力量。That it is not just your strength。是上帝嘅力量。But it is a strength that came from God。即系靠这个皮包。And that is the first by the grace of God. line by the grace of God. But it's on Gani. That's the first bread, and then the second in the middle is. But I'm not touching the wounded. We do not receive God's grace in vain. You can't be just Hallelujah! It is true. It is correct that we entrust everything to the Lord in prayer. But it does not represent that we should stop doing things. We have to use all our effort to accomplish the things that have to be accomplished. You should not tell me that it should just be fifty-fifty. I accomplish fifty percent. The Lord accomplishes fifty percent. It is not the case. The spiritual mathematics. Hundred percent, but hundred percent equal to perfect hundred percent. And spiritual mathematics is one hundred percent plus one hundred percent equals perfect one hundred percent. I would like to share with you a testimony. Let me 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 share with you a testimony. Husband was not a believer, but he was a really good husband, and he was a very industrious person, and he was a very good father. And I met him a few times. He was very, he was very kind, but he had this habit. He he had this. Um, he wanted to smoke. He smoked for forty to fifty years, and the result was that it damaged his lungs. And it worsened. When I got to know him, he already had a lung problem. Until a certain point. He had to live with an oxygen tank beside him, and he cannot separate this from him. Wherever he goes, he will have to bring with him an oxygen tank because his lungs would suddenly collapse. And he went to the lung department in the Philippines, and the doctor told him that there is no cure. Frankly, they told them that there is there is no cure, and he said there is no way that we can cure this. You go home. And I went to visit him, and I prayed for him. I really prayed for him, and I brought him to the Lord to believe in him. And I visited him a couple of times, and the whole family prayed for him. And then after we pray. He, his two young, uh, his two daughters, 
were living in the United States. These two people were really people who loved the Lord. Of course, they prayed. But then after they prayed, it did not end there. These two children went to the United States to look for the solution. They researched about the sickness. Make the story short, and to make the story short, they were able to find a specialist doctor. And they sent all the information to this doctor. And they said, This is the situation of my father. Is there a way to cure it? They said, It's possible. But the person has to come to the United States. And so he called us. Let's pray for him. And the problem was, How is it that this person will take a flight? It is not very simple to ride a plane. But we thank the Lord. After, aside from prayer, there were people who helped out. In the end, the airline company allowed him to ride the plane. But there was one condition. The oxygen has to be, the mask has to be put on. And it cannot be removed from him. And to cut the story short, he um, peacefully got to the United States. And it was uh, this story was told to me after he got well. And the deacon said, When I was pushing my um, my husband to the operating room, all the children were beside me. And then his eyes were opened. And then he said, he said, do not worry. You have to pray for me. If I go in, if I cannot come out, then I'll see you in heaven. If I come out, then we will still meet each other in this world. And then they pushed the, op- uh, the, the bed into the operating room. When I heard this statement, inside of me, I was really comforted. He indeed believed in the Lord already. And when he came out, praise the Lord, he got out. And he got well and was cured, came back to the Philippines. And he attended church meetings for around 10 years. And then in the end, he went to heaven. And what is it that I'm talking about? Aside from prayer, it's not that we will be inactive. Paul said that I did not receive God's grace in vain. I worked harder than all of them. May the Lord help us. Prayer should not be separated from our work. But then Paul uh, is afraid that we will misunderstand this. Oftentimes we use our own efforts no, to no, do no, things. No. It is not the case. And he added another thing. He said, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. This is the second bread. God's grace that was with me. It is not that I'm brilliant, but it is because God is with me. And I worked harder than all of them, but then during that time, God's grace did not depart from me. May the Lord help us. 
I believe that being a healthy good father is a great challenge and we need God's grace and we also need to work hard and it needs God's grace to not depart from us and so today as I conclude the series on intimacy with the father we have to admit that we have committed a lot of mistakes that we have a lot of flaws sometimes we have favoritism sometimes we impart wrong values to our children or sometimes we do not have enough time and sometimes we do not set a good example or not, we are not a good role model but then may this not influence us to not rely on God's grace to be a good father may the Lord bless us um, so that in our midst there will be many good fathers who will be raised up and if you are to become a successful good father uh, for, uh, for a family to be successful it needs a good father and uh, the church will also become successful. It needs good uh, fathers. May the Lord help us. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. For a certain period, we have pondered upon this message on fathers. This world is in need of healthy good fathers. In this world, there are a lot of broken families because they lack a good father. May you help all the fathers in our midst. May you allow us to be a father to other people so that we will do or take this responsibility of being a father so that the moment that we are to settle accounts before the Lord we can once again entrust our children to you these are children that you have given to us and we entrust them to you may you help us may your grace sustain us support us we know that uh, if we rely on our own effort, we will not be able to do it. And we need your grace to be with us. May your word be in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. And as uh, you hear our prayer, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.